Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Good day, Phil. It's Ben here just letting you know that Adam and I have brought back Arya talking to me. That's right, our Game of Thrones podcast is back for House of the Dragon, the brand new spin-off. We've already released one episode, which is a preview, and we'll be recapping and reviewing every episode of House of the Dragon as it drops live. So, if you are interested in that, please look up Arya talking to me on your chosen podcast app. We're also on Twitter and Instagram. If you have thoughts about the show, please get in touch with us on the socials. Uh, but for now, please enjoy this episode of Filthy Casuals. It's a journey into a land of fantasy through complicated mazes where you use your wits to kill your enemies before they kill you, all in a quest for wealth and power. Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games. Hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you for joining us. My name is Tommy Daslo, and with me, as always... It's Ben Vanell here, Tommy. Finally, finally we've got a fourth voice on the show to mm. to add a little bit of, I guess, actual knowledge, right? We, we talk about us being kind of knowledgeable boys. <laughs> <laughs> as this fourth host is giving me the thumbs up and saying, I love um, is, is mouthing, <laughs> yes, I'm really knowledgeable about video games. I'm super credible. I love the... <laughs> The power move of introducing a guest before we've even got the third host on mic yet is just wild stuff. I'm, I'm of course, talking about Adam Knox. Yeah, yes. I'm going to be doing a fourth voice for this podcast. <laughs> I'm very excited to introduce the knowledgeable games journalist. I'm from Kotaku. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, uh, no, we do have a special guest. Uh, <laughs> we do have a special guest joining us today. Um, yeah, very exciting. An a- an actual journalist mm-hmm. to class the join up around here. Uh, you may have seen her writing on Kotaku. Please welcome onto the show Ruby Innes. Yes. Hi. Thank you for having me. I don't know if I can like legally be called a journalist yet. I haven't released anything f- informative, factual, okay. or okay. Um, good. Okay. Uh, so okay. I think once that happens, you can start calling me a journalist. You know, I'll be all up in them ethics, whatever. <laughs> this is this okay. is your journalistic right. debut. In that case, if those are the if those are the requirements. This is going to be informative, high quality, mm-hmm. uh, very dangerous in some parts of the world. This is this is the breakthrough moment for you, I believe. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm so excited to speak a fact for the first time in my life because I do be lying. What would be your uh, What would be your dream scoop to get in at Kotaku? The thing that would really make you feel like you've earned it as a journalist? Cookies and cream, probably. <laughs> Hell yes! <laughs> nice. <laughs> we we just released an episode of our bonus show where we ranked our top five favorite ice cream flavors. So that's great. A great tie-in. I don't know how you did that. I'm literally the smartest person alive. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> 
So you do. Anyone who reads Kotaku will uh, will be familiar with your work by now because you've uh, you've been there for a little bit and you uh, you seem to have been given pretty free reign of the joint. A lot of the other <laughs> articles that pop up on there, you know, they they kind of seems like they could have been written by anyone, but yours always stick out because you got your little. You've just been given free license to put your your grotty little drawings <laughs> all over everything that you write, which uh, I respect the hell out of. It's a it's a great calling card. Thank you. I don't know why they let me do it. I really don't. Uh, my editor the other day was like, hey, we need some weekend content. I'm like, cool. And I just wrote up a thing called uh, how to make a spaghetti gaming laptop. Uh, mm-hmm. Bit of a sneak peek. Mm. Uh, it is literally just a, a series of drawings of putting spaghetti into a gaming laptop, closing it and putting Parmesan cheese on top. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, uh, just a light weekend read to yeah. really like get you the in the way, mood to game. The way dickheads on the internet treat Kotaku as well, I bet that'll come and they'll be like, that's not actually how you make a spaghetti gaming laptop. <laughs> I've been making spaghetti gaming laptops for about 25 years now. And let me tell you, you actually put the spaghetti on the back. So fuck you, you dumb slut. Eat a dick, I hate you, die. I, I think I've, I've uh, seen um, just come up breaking news Jason Schreier is reporting on bad uh, labor conditions in the spaghetti gaming factory. The chefs, they're not getting paid enough. Um, it's not yeah. making enough His dough. Book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not spaghetti true. That's why dough? we should be doing it from <laughs> <No>. home. <laughs> Uh, yeah, classic. I do wish. Dough. I wish more. Uh, I wish more media would combine the uh, the written pieces, the journalism, with the with the comic strip section out the back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Get Jim Day, just like calling Jim Davis and going, "Why don't you, why don't you put put a few thoughts under that? You know, why don't you, why don't you pen a, why don't you pen a couple little think pieces <laughs> next to this little Garfield? Nah, <laughs> keep them separate. I don't want Garfield <laughs> telling like, me like, "Oh no, the withdrawal from Afghanistan must have happened on a Monday because it's gone bad." <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! But that's the I thing. Like it. my mantra has always been with with my uh, writing. Um, if there's any space to put a stupid little fuck there, do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the time there is. Obviously, when I'm doing kind of serious stories, I can't be like, and here's some guy called Tumpus, because that's <laughs> not going to work. But like with with the odd silly post, yes. uh, I can I can I can add some guy called Tumpus, and you know mm. he's an integral part to the yeah. news story. You're going to lo- when I there is notice- a bad labor practice story out of some company, and Mr. Tumpus is the head of like the QA department that's been working people down. It's going to be so hard for you not to draw him as like a weird little marshmallow. Hi, guy. my name's Gungi Tumpus. Uh, I'm <laughs> yeah. a whistleblower. Like, <laughs> From THQ Nordic or somewhere, I assume one of the Scandinavian places, Mr. Tumpus. I like how yeah, I did notice. I like Tommy the, uh, how you the story on there. Yeah, sorry. I like how you worked up a bit of stand up about Ruby's job practices. How you, <laughs> you segued <laughs> into your what if Garfield had a? Fu- <laughs> it's good preparation. I'm, I'm that was that was right off the dome. No. But I tell you what, it probably should be going in the act. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, we got. Uh, what do we got? We got a couple of news stories that you floated uh, before we started recording, Ben. Yes, a bit of newswire action for us. Usually, this is Adam Knox's news corner. I guess I've taken control because uh, Adam was, I assume, literally asleep until fifteen minutes ago. 
Which Until is... about eight minutes ago, yeah. I don't know how long <laughs> we've been recording, but like, I woke up, answered this call, saw a squirrel, got real excited. Now we're recording. <laughs> um, I'm looking through a little bit of news at the moment, uh, but you know what, Ben? Yeah, take the reins. This I is had to like do a bit uh, of digging because honestly. It's been a quiet week or so. We uh we we didn't address this on last week's show, and I believe you know we've we're derelict in our duty because this is right up our alley. We've been we've been talking about this for a long time. For spoken that game that we don't have that much interest in and has been delayed at least a couple of times, released what might be the worst trailer for any entertainment property of all time. <laughs> we talked about this wow. in the group chat, but it's yeah. it's fucking bad. I'm. I'm. What, what are you, think, What are your thoughts, Ruby? I want to like. Where do you land on what you've seen of Forspoken? Because we're mm. yeah. We're. I don't. I. I feel bad about trashing something too. Uh, too deeply that you. Uh, you might be. You might be interested in. Yeah, this is actually like my favorite game. Um, oh yeah, fuck oh, off! No. Uh, but like <laughs> the thing, what what's goofy and silly about it is like before that trailer, uh, pretty much all of like the media. Uh, coverage of the game was actually quite serious and all, mm. all of the the advertising of the game was pretty serious um mm. like it seemed like it was going to be quite a you know emotional like in-depth story uh which is allowed it's legal um mm-hmm. but what for got now. me was like that's been <laughs> yeah for now <laughs> no feelings no emotions <laughs> this you know going ahead One it's, day. All, it's all illegal anyway uh so like the thing that gets me is like doing that for so long and then after you know delaying and not giving too much information and yada 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 uh after all that coming back with like a record scratch you're probably wondering how i got here type thing it just doesn't make a lot of sense so everyone yeah. of course everybody's dunking on it it's fucking weird yes that, that's a I great point like if if this some- was the a trailer for the new avengers mcu game like that's what we're used to. That is literally their house style. But yeah, you're right. It's it's so incongruous with all that boring stuff that came beforehand. Well, I feel like the main character in some of those longer trailers, we'd kind of notice, like, oh, she's pretty like quippy, pretty you know, uh, uh, that generic kind of like sub Buffy dialogue mm. kind of like. No, I can't remember what any of them say. I'm so creative that I can't even try to be uncreative. It's not like you were going Did into like I a do Poindexter. That? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some, you know, whatever. I'm out there, Jerry stuff. And I, yeah, this didn't break for me from how it seemed like the okay. kind of um, uh, quippiness of the game was going to be from those early trailers but that is also something that particularly annoys me so like when it's when it sniffs a bit of it then i i i get annoyed by it. and i i saw people mm. like talking about this trailer being like i refuse to believe amy amy, amy hennig wrote this and all this stuff but right. it's not that far off if you if you diluted uncharted a little bit you know nathan drake was pretty like well well you know yeah yeah I think yeah, he's not a funny guy. <laughs> he's not particularly funny. I've never, no, but he thinks he is. Yeah, but this is a this is egregious. This is like it almost was literally yeah, like the record scratch thing, Ruby. It was like, so look, let me get this straight. And I think saying <laughs> I'm seeing freaking dragons is the one that really <laughs> puts it over the yeah. edge for me. I'm seeing freaking dragons. 
Oh, Who are you censoring God. yourself for? Yeah. <laughs> that one as well of her like going back to a, like going to a crazy fantasy world, be like, I'm talking to my wrist. And like, yeah, watches yeah. do that now. You can do that. Yeah. Yeah, I was honestly expecting at one point for her to be like, and there's heckin' doggos here. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that close. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Close. I bet it's it in just... there. I bet it's actually oh, yeah. in there. It'll be in the game. Because I think yeah. when Pet the, the heckin' uh... dog. <laughs> <laughs> when the reveal of it first came out, I think we were all kind of a bit like the whole premise of the game being that you're like a fish out of water who's gone, you know, back into this into this fantasy world. And we were kind of wondering, well, how, like, as a film premise, that's that's something. But how does that really manifest itself in a video game where you're just, like, the whole fish out of water thing? You know what I mean? Like, you're just controlling a character. Like, it really makes no difference to the actual game, you know, whether this person is from modern times or not. Mm. But I think we've what we found, the, the answer to that is how they're going to manifest that gameplay-wise is by making it incredibly annoying to play by having just modern world... Uh, yeah, quips and zingers being uttered by the character every yeah. three seconds. Do you want yeah. to hear my impression? Know. If I wanted of, that, um, I'd play Gex. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to hear my impression of the writer of Forspoken reacting to people being annoyed by the trailer? Um, Please. Can we take a vote? Yes. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go no. <laughs> All right, we've got Tommy, one no, two more yes. votes remaining. I want to hear it. One okay, vote yes from fine. Ruby, one vote yes from Tommy. Sorry, Ben, okay. but fuck off. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this this is the my brand new impression of uh, the writers for Forspoken reacting to the reaction to the Forspoken trailer. <clears throat> so that just happened. That's okay. Them. All right. There we go. Yay! Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is what Whoa! happened. It was a good impression, I thought. So good. Yeah. I think that uh, I think that the trailer's bad. I think the game looks awful. Woo. I think everyone involved in the making of it should be absolutely ashamed of themselves and are some of the worst people that have ever walked that. Why are you guys? They're behind me, aren't they? <laughs> Don't look, but they're about to bonk you on your silly little head. <laughs> so yeah, I can do magic, no cap. It looks incredible. <laughs> it God. looks incredible. <laughs> the yeah, graphics visually. are, are, are very yeah. good, and and all of that stuff. I, I and I hope that it's fun to play. It's just, it's fun. Yeah. It's it's cool in a way, weirdly, and and sort of satisfying to see people turning on this type of writing, like seeing that that yeah. little zeitgeist shift is is sort of nice in a way. Yeah. The idea that that might might drift off after people have you know seen 450 marvel movies that have done it they're, they're, that's uh promising yeah we haven't got a yeah. lot of like huge predictions correct on this show but being anti-quip <laughs> we've been staunch on for years now yeah yeah um, yeah i think yeah the the world's kind of caught up to us i saw someone mm. in our discord say like you know yeah i think the game visually <laughs> visually looks great this might be one to uh you know just play with the sound off and, uh, and just listen to a podcast while I'm playing instead. And I like to imagine that person perhaps putting us on mm -hmm. and just maybe lasting like seven minutes and being like, ah, actually, the, <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Back it, on. it does look visually quite beautiful. Uh, but if you, th they put so much focus on like the voice acting and how, mm -hmm. you know, huge the story is going to be mm. in the advertising. So it comes back down to the advertising. Like if you're, you're doing so much of that, and it ends up being completely way off course of what everybody, you know, was shown. Then it's gonna, 
it's going to be stink. Like, mm. if you're going to yeah. have the most beautiful, picturesque game in the world, but, like, a really, really bad quality, I'm going to say, like, 144 uh, kilobytes per second fucking Benny Hill theme is playing the whole time and you can't turn it down, then it's not going to be an enjoyable experience. Right, right. Yes. It would be amazing Sonic 1 movie style if just like the backlash to this trailer, they turn around, they're like, guys, we've heard you. We're removing all traces of humour from the game. You've spoken. No more jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've cut them all out. Just go yeah. way too far in the other direction where now the character's always like, do you know the the, the history of um, the black experience in America is actually really, really uh, complicated <laughs> and awful. And like having to be like, oh, look, that sounds really important. But again, I might have uh, to put a podcast I miss, on. I miss the and then the podcast is exactly the yeah. same. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I mean, they already delayed it, didn't they? They delayed it before they released this trailer. So, I mean, they can't do a double delay or triple delay just to fix the dialogue. I, I don't know. I, I, uh, I imagine, because, like, you played that Immortals game, Nox, and particularly mm. had an issue with the dialogue in that, which sounds pretty similar, honestly. Yeah, it, uh, there's so many games that do it. That Marvel game that came out, not to shit on Marvel mm. all the time, but like that uh, Marvel Avengers game that came out, what was that, a year or two ago, yeah. um, was a similar thing where just it's it's so hard to become invested in characters that don't speak like people. That yes. that That mm. is... It, it completely takes you out of it when you can, you know, why Why is this fucking fantasy woman talking about, you know, uh, this, this dragon can eat a bag of dicks. Like, it's not, it's blank enough writing that it's, it, it's, it removes any character from, from the people that they're writing it for. So, yeah, uh, yep. I imagine. At least this, with Avengers, it's expected. Right. It, totally. Yeah, right. It just, it, 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 I think it was even more uh, present in that game than even in like those Marvel ones, where it was like that that blank writing, but then with weird, different looking versions of those characters that had also slightly blanker writing to them behind that. And there's a hundred other games that do the same thing. That Immortals one was kind of one of them, but uh, every every second funny game is is doing that Fun. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I really and hope there's a side quest in this where you have to. Uh... <laughs> I really hope there's a side quest in this where you have to like go and teach like a medieval innkeeper like Liz Lemon quotes. <laughs> like if they just really, if they just really lean into it, if that's like the storyline yeah. that you're actually, mm-hmm. you're actually changing this fantasy land for if, the worse by making everyone, everyone go, oh, what a week. Every fantasy land person there was like, what? Why? When you, every time <laughs> yeah. you notice, every time she fast travels with this little fast travel gem we've got, she keeps saying, "I want to go to there." Why does she say that? <laughs> it's if every character in the rest s- of the game. <laughs> it, I feel like it would only make sense if like every single person threatened to burn her on the stake. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're a full they, pariah. Got, uh, yeah. She is a witch. Yeah. Burn her. Like <laughs> that got would her make up sense. On the stake. You know, I am against the Salem witch. witch trials. I think they were all just high, but like <laughs> you know? As Everyone's got a line. One of the people there calls her a douche canoe, and they're like, "Put him on as well. <laughs> Get the twat waffle. <laughs> You're also one." <laughs> I'm so glad we oh. burned all the witches. That's awesome sauce. Okay, we got to move on from this because we could literally do these uh, bad jokes for forty-five minutes. 
speaking of language, um, the director of John Wick is is helming the Ghost of Tsushima movie. Uh, okay. And he has said that he wants to do it all in Japanese, which I think is sick. Yeah. Yeah. That, that but- sounds like the right move. He said, like, all Japanese Good. cast, yeah. all Japanese dialogue. Japanese all cameras. White. Be Sony <laughs> yeah, cameras, they all speak in Japanese. <laughs> They're all 36-year-old white men who are obsessed with Japan and speak fluent <laughs> Japanese. Um, in uh, in in the Japanese language, but um, in the style of the Ghost of Tsushima game before they patched it, um, none of the lip syncing will match up. Um, <laughs> okay, in this cut of the film, which I think would be awesome. Okay, yeah. um, <laughs> the director isn't Japanese. I think he is a white guy, um, and I guess that's the same issue. Issue. I don't know if we all had an issue with it. Uh, with Ghost of Tsushima, the game. It's like it was made by, like, was it? Nor- sucker punch, uh, sucker punch, yeah, yeah, sucker punch. So like they're in like Washington, I think. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, do, do we have an they, opinion on this? They did a great recreation uh, of like that island, and I thought it all felt quite authentic, even if you know in literal terms it isn't. Um, mm. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know this. Uh, I guess I've seen John Wick. They're like action. Uh, choreographers from the matrix right the, the i think that was it yeah mm. yeah yeah so and the guy from it as well <laughs> huh <laughs> you mean keanu reeves <laughs> yeah oh yeah they got Him. the guy from matrix too mr matrix yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a awesome. reunion that's awesome sauce <laughs> Little reunion on the set. That must have been nice. Yeah. yeah, this is this is kind of a weird thing where it's like this. It's kind of how I feel about um, Last of Us being adapted. It's like the thing of the kind of the feedback loop of a video game that is kind of riffing on a on a f- genre of film. Mm-hmm. And what's cool about the game is like, oh, now you can you know you're you're kind of like playing through one of these films that you love, and then that being adapted back into a film thing you know what i mean like yeah. ghost of shishima is already like a very cinematic uh like old japanese samurai style of film so i don't really know what there is to to add to that genre you know what i mean like, yeah the game has taken so much influence from film that like feeding that snake back into itself it feels like well what's mm. the good point of this going to be i mean Unless, we had like, that with uncharted as well like the it's yeah. the Indiana jones rip off that I yeah. mean, yeah, we all thought Ooh, it was an absolute yuck. yeah dog shit movie, right? Like just Stink. so, so <laughs> successful, Petrid. which it, it's it's wild. That's like why Sony are doing this, and they're doing a Gran Turismo movie next year, apparently as well. Um, the success of Uncharted. Do the cars talk? God, I hope so. <laughs> it's it's the but only in Japanese. The cars are the main cars. character. Yeah, they're only using Toyotas, and they speak Japanese. It's very authentic. <laughs> um, I don't know, like <laughs> oh. they they've. Like uh, yeah, when 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 we saw Uncharted, they cranked out the uh, PlayStation Studios logo, like the MCU. They want to have their universal films. That was so That's weird. Part of the film. Sitting in a cinema <laughs> and like watching Sackboy be on screen for a bit, yeah. and, and everyone in the cinema going, "Yes, Sackboy! <laughs> yes, knack the movie! Yes!" <laughs> Woo! Um, but yeah, yeah I don't know, that I think... Uncharted movie was boring as hell. Yeah, and I have to imagine that like if you're taking a movie that i I mean a game that 
the story of which outside of like going on all those side missions some of those are interesting but was like relatively straightforward and thin i thought and yeah. then adapting that with the, the 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 john wick people who or i guess just one of the john wick person um mm-hmm. i don't know it doesn't sound like it'll it sounds like it'll be the same as the uncharted thing just like <laughs> yeah more pretentious then- though potentially I don't know what... I don't remember. I assume we looked it up at the time. The track record of the people who made Uncharted. But John Wick is a good action movie. You know, like... Yeah. It, it It also has yeah. a pretty paper-thin story or plot, but it doesn't really matter. I, I, it probably is going to come down to casting and, and, and I guess, yeah, the way that they can reimagine that game or a version of that game story into, yeah, a bunch of set pieces. But if they I, decide I, I, to make a cool sword movie... Exactly. If they decide to make a good movie, it'll be good. But that has been the pitfall that so many people have like fallen into making those video game adaptations. Like mm. half of them, they're trying to make them as bad as the game would be if it was a movie. But um, <laughs> I, I like if it's a real commitment to full Japanese language and cast. I, I love that because like I, I told you guys about Prey and how it was like sometimes they speak in. Comanche and most of the time they speak in English and it felt like right. a real cop out. It's like, uh, hey, go for it. You know, commit right. to it. I was going to say that they're like, well, surely if they start doing it, they'll do it for the whole movie. But you're right. They sometimes that doesn't fucking happen, which is bizarre yeah. when you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hunt for Red October. You see a bit. Sins bad. You mm. see a bit on the screen where it's like just like a menu coming up, like you're in the cinema, and it just goes into like audio and just changes to like language English. <laughs> Honestly, Fuck if they this. did it that way, fine. <laughs> yeah, that would rule. No, <laughs> no, that's stupid. Uh, Ruby, are you invested in this? Did you play through Ghost of Tsushima? Did you? Uh, did you? Yeah, are you invested in this nah. um, adaptation? Matt, nah, and I didn't give a fuck or shit about. Any video game, movie, or TV show except for yeah. Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because all... there is so much bountiful and stupid lore in the Sonic universe <laughs> that they can draw from, including the Sonic Bible, which is not referenced in any game whatsoever. What's... I, I only give a shit about the Sonic movies. What's the Sonic Bible? <laughs> So the Sonic Bible was written by this lady way, way back uh, when Sega was just starting out Sonic and needed an idea of who Sonic was. Um, oh, hell yeah. And the whole like story is completely different to what they ended up going with in the game. There's a whole YouTube video on it. I think it was um, from Polygon, okay. uh, you know, Brian David Gilbert. Mm-hmm. And uh, the whole thing was like Sonic uh, lived with was just a blue hedgehog who lived or he was a normal hedgehog who lived behind a burger joint and okay. his family of other hedgehogs would like eat the burgers that were thrown in the trash All right. and then one day he absorbed the power of the chaos emerald and w- turned blue and was really fast and Dr. Eggman was like now, a father figure to him not to jump um, in and then at too some early point- I know that you're telling us about this but <laughs> the I'd, th- I've already there's been a and then one day he turned blue from the chaos emerald <laughs> did, was it in a burger how did yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. remember so did the burger shop have a chaos emerald in it. It? It, it or did it like do one of those things where it like falls from the sky and like oh it lands behind a burger joint and then you know I'm sorry but I don't across remember. It. and then rebut- it, oh. and I, all I remember 
Everest that he absorbed it and then he became okay. blue and could talk and and I think his dad died as well and so Ooh. Dr. Eggman is oh, this wow. like stand-in dad and right. uh, they you know grow apart and there's other shit to it it's so goofy but like they haven't touched a single part of that and there is plenty to go off so I yeah, feel that's like cr- they could do that's it. insane because mm. even like the comic books and the tv cartoon in the 90s they went pretty off track from the games but even they're not yeah. getting into living in the dumpster outside of a burger joint <laughs> that's it's really weird God, i hope they do <laughs> every version of sonic is like has added on this thing and i don't know why it is but like in the games it's never there and then every other thing of sonic is like oh he fucking loves fast food it's either hot dogs or chili dogs or burgers, but chili he loves dogs. it. Yeah, everyone can just tell. Maybe yeah. that's from the Bible. In a stupid movie. He loves vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to read the yeah, Sonic Bible. I know I'm the chili dog thing. With, it's like yeah. it's such an American food. Like I just love the idea of like the Japanese mm. creators of him. You know, seeing these little fucking cartoons in the nineties where he's eating chili dogs and being like, "What have they done to our beautiful creation? <laughs> What's this shit they've got him eating?" <laughs> Are you reading the Bible, yeah, Lux? It looks yeah, look totally I, absorbed. <laughs> I'm I'm completely uh, sunk into this Bible. It doesn't. It's not making it make any more sense. I'm gonna like this is properly gonna be me studying theology now. <laughs> yeah, I liked Ruby okay. before when you said uh, he's a blue hedgehog, and then you corrected yourself and said, "Oh no, no, hang on. He's he's originally he's a normal hedgehog." The two, yeah. the two genders of hedgehog, <laughs> blue and normal. <laughs> That's just the two genders in general, blue and normal. Blue and, yeah. blue and normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, They've got a full scan of the Bible. Because girls are normal and boys are weird mm-hmm. and blue. We're all blue. Yeah. And, all, and that's yeah. canon. Rude. That's in the Bible. We're all rude. Yeah. Yeah. The Sonic what story. Is- <laughs> Sonic. <laughs> he- oh, no. I'm sorry. Sunny Hedgehog. So he, even yeah. when he was a normal hedgehog, he had a name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. And the Chaos Emerald changed his name? Yeah, I guess so. He didn't. He was like, fuck you, mom. I'm, I'm this scientist's son now. Sonny Hedgehog was wow. born on Earth in the early 21st century. So we're living in a world where Sonny Hedgehog's already been born. Uh, mm-hmm. In the town of Hardy, Nebraska, population 1,226. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. That's a small town. That's a very yeah. small town. It's too small to sustain a burger. He and his mother and five sisters live underneath a scraggly hedge beside the local burger joint and subsist on burger scraps, milkshakes, and the occasional slug or bug that crawls their way. I'd wait for a burger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are a poor but happy family. Options. They're not poor. They're hedgehogs. <laughs> <laughs> They're from a lower socioeconomic area in terms of hedgehogs. Unfortunately, well, personally, like no, sorry, what? Knowing that every animal doesn't have any money, I call them all poor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Or, all rich. Polvo squirrel at the front of Adam's apartment before. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> poor. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, Sonny's dad died when Sonny was just a few days old after falling into a gurgling, festering vat of toxic waste dumped in a nearby pond. That's okay. so descriptive. <laughs> Bubbling? On. He f- gurgling? Gurgling and festering. <laughs> yeah. the, to- the barrel of toxic waste was in the pond? 
it was dumped into, into a the... nearby pond, so he didn't fall into the barrel, right. luckily. Imagine how much it would have been gurgling and festering in there. <laughs> but just into the pond. Mama Hedgehog does her best to keep Dad's memory alive. However, regaling the kids with stories of his goodness, resourcefulness, and great agility. <laughs> that man uh, could move. Your father. Fuck your dad could run fast. I wish you'd have gotten to know your father, kids, because he could cartwheel. Uh, he was the fastest hedge runner this town has ever seen, she exclaimed, as her family enjoyed tea and mealworms in front of a roaring fire. That doesn't sound... How do hedgehogs start fires? Yeah, I don't know. They got resources. <laughs> I hope all of you will take after him, she said wistfully as she cast a loving eye upon Sonny. Sonny looked up at the framed photo of his father, which stood proudly <laughs> on the mantle. They live in a hedge, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> hedges, uh, hedges have walls, maybe. Yeah. It is yeah. so weird to read a Bible with confusing inconsistencies. Uh, <laughs> the firelight casts strange yet comforting shadows on the earthen walls and ceiling of the burrow. Burrow. Okay. Uh, okay. okay. All at once, the face in the picture seemed to snuffle and wink. <laughs> and then blah, blah, blah. The dad wants Sonic to be... I'm just trying to see if I can find how he gets the... Uh, yeah, the, it's the transition. It's, fuck, it's so it's so good. Maybe just like imagining. Look for blue. Yeah, yeah. Oh, find, yeah. Okay. Find and search for blue. Yeah. Just imagining the lady who wrote this. Just like every new bit of Sonic media that comes out. Like every game, every like movie, TV show. Going in, being all excited. Like surely this is the one where they finally use my contributions. And then it's just like. Within minutes, it's like, oh, there's not a fucking burger shop in sight. <laughs> They've dogged me again. More blasphemy. <laughs> not canon. Not canon. Yeah. Not canon. <laughs> this is this is pre-blue, but this is to give you a little bit of an idea of Sonny's personality. His uh, okay. rambunctious sense of humour, is the way he puts it. His favourite trick was to frequent the local bowling alley and curl up in the ball return, awaiting the <laughs> grasp of an unsuspecting oh. bowler. Yeah, yes. the bowler would shriek. Frank! <laughs> <laughs> Must be that darned hedgehog again, the bowler would yell, and the whole team would crack up at the practical joke. Fuck. <laughs> and everybody clapped. Why are you still going to this bowling alley if there's regularly a hedgehog stinging your fingers? Surely there's like another AMF or something you can go to. <laughs> Maybe a strike. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. I, I can't find it. I'm up to descriptions about the whopping beef gloppers that they serve at this burger place. And Fuck. It's turning into erotica. <laughs> I, I think we got to – maybe we check in with this next week. We can just we can just check in on some little installments. Yeah, of it I'd love that. For the next little while. That's yeah, a great do a idea. little sermon every week. Yes. yes. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, look, uh, there's, uh, there's a couple other news things. Alone in, the, Alone in the Dark is getting rebooted. I was never a big fan of Alone in the Dark, uh, given that I never played it. Um, uh, but I don't know. Is is anyone in on this? Uh, no, I'm I'm not familiar. No. Like I, I know of it, but yeah, Nox, never, never. You would have given it, it a crack, Knox. Yeah, they were like we had the sort of one of those like shareware CDs on our old computer back in the day that had uh, the a little bit of one of the Alone in the Dark games. I don't think it was the first one, uh, and it was it was creepy because it was so like that early um, style of like low polygon early 90s creepy cgi box art looking you know what i mean those like mm -hmm. weird I, I that stuff still haunts me that that style of 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 graphics so i did find that creepy at that time 
but this is just like um, essentially a different thing. It's yeah. a like full reboot with like modern, obviously, um, looks and everything. But they're going back to that sort of like early twentieth century setting of that first game, which could be cool. It's something that yeah. often isn't. I like the Order eighteen eighty six is like mm-hmm. one of the only sort of that like kind of era game yeah, that I can think of in modern like, times. Bioshock was like more like forties. 40s, 30s, 40s. Yeah, I think that so was like, like it was like the 60s, even by the time you're down there. But like the stuff was all right. like wrecked in the 40s or the 50s. So yeah, yeah. that like early, it, it could be cool. And uh, for some reason, the name alone in the dark, it from back when video game names were fun and cool, like Sonic mm-hmm. the Hedgehog, <laughs> and yeah, alone <laughs> in the dark. I don't, it, 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 but that one that they made in like 2009 or around then was fucking real bad. So yeah. hopefully, I don't. I have no idea who's making this either. Um, me neither. <laughs> uh, THQ Nordic, <laughs> apparently. Um, right. Yep. So I don't know. Uh, and then uh, Hogwarts Legacy got delayed. So we're oh. we're gradually losing a bunch of the big the big hitters from this year. We still got God of War two, thankfully. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Forspoken was one of the one I, that might have been a while ago now, but slipped into early next year too. And yeah, yeah, that that Hogwarts game, which like they've shown quite a lot of, so it must be genuinely on the way. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, people still love yeah. Harry Potter over here in Edinburgh, where every second cafe has smaller signs than in years previous, saying "This is okay. where J.K. Rowling wrote Harry Potter." <laughs> All those signs have like weirdly gotten a little bit. <laughs> Just a little paper note in the thing. Mm, okay. This is where Harry Potter was written. Can't remember the name of who uh, who did it, but yeah. uh, but definitely it was some of Miku. It... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is where J.K. Rowling wrote like just Harry Potter. This is the only mm. thing that she wrote here. She's been she tweeting didn't from write home. Anything we else in this. <laughs> yeah, she was really different back then too. She yeah, was like a yeah. really really different sort of person. We really vibe. wouldn't talk about anything really beyond just what she wanted for breakfast. So we don't know her, <laughs> but this is where she wrote it. Can you imagine if there was a cafe, though, with a plaque that was like, this is where J.K. Rowling wrote transphobic tweets. Like, really proud. She was here when she did it. Yeah, a photo of, like, the CCTV footage and you just see, like, over her shoulder on her phone, Twitter open, women are the only people that get periods. It's like, this is where it happened, guys. Like, for better or worse, this is where it fucking happened. Right, right here in this cafe. All, all advertising is good advertising, as far as we're concerned. You can have bacon or eggs. <laughs> well, boys, it's happened again. We've been sponsored by NordVPN. What are the chances? We it should was point such out a quickly that we're doing this. Uh, we're doing this after we recorded the episode with Ruby. She's not just. Sitting here in silence for this ad read. We've done that's this a funny afterwards bit, Tommy, yeah. and dropped it in. That's a, that's a great bit, Tommy. Say that we're <laughs> recording it afterwards. Yeah, we haven't just muted Ruby. Wow, she's really angry. She's yeah. really angry on the camera. She's writing there. on a sign. Oh, no, she's turned it around and it says, yikes, and now she's fallen <laughs> off a cliff. <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we're doing it afterwards because we had to, we want to jump in in the middle of the episode because we are goddamn passionate about NordVPN and letting you know mm-hmm. that you should be, pa- you don't have to be passionate about it, but it can be a useful tool. <laughs> 
absolutely. I mean, I'm not passionate about, you know, the lights in my house, but uh, damned if I didn't have them, I'd be walking around in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> You're not passionate about them? You could no, give or take you, them? Uh, yeah. I'm pretty I passionate about my... I got those lights that can change colour. I love those lights. You are passionate about mm. them, yeah. yeah. It, that's, I guess the point is that it takes all sorts and all different parts mm-hmm. of the world have a different people who could be differently passionate about different things. And if you want to explore that world right. digitally, you can use NordVPN to uh, create a virtual private network, I believe it stands for, and uh, go travel the world on the internet. And that helps you do it safely and securely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can watch. What's something that's uh, would have been uh, over? Have you been watching uh, Scottish Netflix? Nox? I have been. I, I watched the last <laughs> episode of Better Call Saul on Scottish Netflix or Aye. on UK Netflix. Um, there it you go. Goes up here rather than on Stan, and then has the goal to say a Netflix original at the start. It where does it's like, it? I was about wow. to ask that. You think that I'm not a man of the world? <laughs> You think that I can't simply ask my passionate love of my life, NordVPN, about whether this is, in fact, the case that this is an original? Well, firing well, if that, you want uh, to, uh, firing if you want to pull the wool over the eyes of of the rest of the world, um, uh, or reveal the wool from your eyes that Netflix has tried to put there, yeah, yeah. you could use NordVPN to flick around the world and and see what see where things are actually made. Yeah, originally. any of our Scottish listeners, if you want to be getting better console direct from the source, uh, mm. they are lying to you. Okay, you can get a NordVPN <laughs> and get on the AMC website and and yes. and, and, dr- and you know drink it direct from the tap, not with the uh, mm. yeah, not with. I don't know how they're doing it over there, Adam. Whether the that cool theme song starting up and it's bagpipes instead of the electric guitar. Yeah, Tommy, <laughs> it's bagpipes instead of the electric guitar. <laughs> and if you want to see if that's true, nordvpn.com slash filthy, I believe, is where you have to go. That's right. Then you get a uh, big get whack a- off. Yeah, this, there's an exclusive filthy casuals only uh, discount. It's, it's a big old discount um, off your NordVPN plan and also four months free. So there's a there's a like a monthly discount on what you pay, and you also get four months for free. Nice. That's a ridiculously good deal for something that you should just have, like lights and light switches. You should just have it as part of your life if you're on the internet. It is a. Um, and yeah. there's also there's a 30 day money back guarantee. Um, if, if for whatever reason you don't want a VPN, uh, like you're an idiot. Um, but yeah, <laughs> NordVPN.com/slash/filthy to get a really big discount. Thanks to us and NordVPN. Hey. What's up with, uh, this is me looking at a vampire. Hey, what's up with discount? My man's caped. Our other sponsor today is Manscaped. Yet again, the stars have aligned. And uh, if... Can you do that every week? Because that's pretty, that's perfect. No, I'm so exhausted after saying something so cool. Um, (laughs) Manscaped uh, are back supporting us again, and we're supporting them by telling you the honest truth, which is that they make good products for personal grooming. Specifically, mm. you know, they say they're for men, but I reckon any hair can be chopped away by by the these fine razor blades. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you think there's a hair that couldn't be? Could God like make a hair, hair so fibrous that he himself could not manscaped lawnmower 4.0 it? Oh man. Probably not, because the lawnmower 4.0 is the the uh, the ultimate. It's basically the god of. <laughs> Personal grooming technology. It, I, I'll make a. I'll make the claim here. I can't wait until summer, 
Well, my dog is going to need a haircut and I'm just going to fucking <laughs> set him down in front of that lawnmower lawn 4.0. Yeah. To be fair, rude. I do think at the very least take the man in Manscaped to mean like mankind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Man's best friend escaped. Okay. Oh, shit. You've got a point there. Um, I, I, got, I will say that uh, Manscaped do not endorse using their products on animals. No, 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 neither. Not. I think would there be a path for them to be able to, <laughs> even <laughs> if they decided to want? To, oh, I guess horses have to get clear. Anyway, they, yeah, Manscaped make good stuff for human faces and bodies, and um, yeah, because that's the thing. It's like a, a, a you know, genital hair, uh, man, manscaping kind of thing but it works doesn't have to be just genitals could be your your uh butthole yeah mm-hmm. could be a, your chest i guess yeah, Could be any hair. part i used one of mine on the face one of mine on the balls and i always get them confused <laughs> and i they're, they're just yeah they make good products and they're at a decent price yeah. and you can get an even decenter price by using the code filthy when you go over there and you get 20 percent off and free shipping yeah it's uh, it's it's something that every man should own, as long as you grow body hair. Unless you're, I guess, have full body alopecia, then hey, you probably don't need one. But it's genuinely something that every guy should have in their uh, medicine cabinet. Mm. Uh, it's it's a great piece of technology. It's the best electric razor I've ever used. Manscaped.com, code B filthy, and the discount be twenty percent, and shipping is free. <laughs> I uh I've been seeing some advertising for a little video game that came out recently. Uh and it it encouraged me to play it. Uh and I think we've all had a crack at this little game. Uh it's called Cult of the Lamb. I think by advertising I mean Ruby reviewed it and and loved it and it made Tommy want to play it and then it made me want to play it and Adam played yeah. it too. Um a games effect. review on a major website. Yeah, that would be advertising. Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we asked you not to do that kind of stuff with Ruby Spaghetti on. goes in the CD-ROM drive of older laptops, so you can't do them with newer laptops. You can't uh, make a spaghetti laptop anymore. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I think you're so smart. <laughs> and I think that's so true. But uh, I mean, uh, Ruby, why don't you kick it off? Um, you uh, This is a, an Australian indie game, from what I can tell, and uh, you've been playing it for, yeah, I think longer than all of us. Uh what is Cult of the Lamb? So Cult of the Lamb is a uh, cult management sim cross uh, dungeon crawler made by Melbourne-based studio Massive Monster. They also made, uh, I think, Adventure Pals in the past, which is a lot of fun, but probably not to the scale of Cult of the Lamb. Basically, it's like a mishmash of a bunch of different genres, but they do it in a way that doesn't feel incredibly overwhelming. Uh, I got the chance to you know play it a bit early so I could review it yada yada um before that I had a preview build that you know stopped at a certain point but I kept playing ahead uh as much as I could and then somehow managed to build off of the preview build when I got the full game they were like uh oh you can't do this and then I did it and it was fine so sorry But uh, I, I loved it. I really, really loved. It. I, I, I loved everything about it. I thought the music by Riverboy was fantastic. Um, I thought all the things that you have to do in the game are really well balanced. Uh, the art style is just fantastic. The two point five D that they've got going on is just uh, really well done. Like se- I'd say semi Paper Mario, but at the same time, like not. 
Mm-hmm. It's hard yeah. to like take away from Paper Mario these days when you do see the 2.5D, but like it is very that mm. in a way. Um, yeah. And I fucking loved it. I, I really, really did. The, the, it was silly, goofy, yucky, and uh, that's three things that I look for uh, in games that I like. And, yeah, I just, I don't know, I fucking, like, I usually, I don't go as hard for something um, as I did with Cult of the Lamb if I didn't like it so much. Uh, and I really, really did. That Like, mm. there were the odd, like, not going to lie, there were bugs. And mm. that's kind of what we expect nowadays with games you know we can still be bummed about it or annoyed by it but there were bugs uh but you know that's uh i guess part of the system now and it looks like Mm. from all reports they're going to be spending the next year uh like consistently updating it as well as Mm -hmm. including free updates and free content so i'm pretty fucking happy with that i will say the end game was a little you know not uh uh What's the word? Chunky? Mm. I, I feel like uh, post, you know, post the ending, there's not much to do other than take care of your cult, maybe go through the dungeons a few times if you want, you know, complete any quests you haven't yet. But at the same time, like if there's going to be free content coming out throughout the year, I'm personally, I'm satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. Because I loved it. And how long and was that? My job. <laughs> how long was that initial, okay. yeah, that playthrough that, uh, yeah, pre- or yeah, up to the end game. Um, so it took me about seventeen hours to finish. That being yeah. said, uh, I like stayed in it a lot and and spent a lot of time just like hanging out with my cult and you know having having fun. Not not trying to like power through the entire game because I had plenty mm. of time to play it. Mm. So I I really took it in. But like with my job, uh, I'm getting to a point where I much prefer like a, a jam packed shorter experience like under 30 hours i think we're uh, all on the same page hundreds of hours yeah yeah, for yeah. Sure. yeah. Like a, a 17 hour game <laughs> especially an indie game that is you know not uh, costing you you know like 90 dollars that's like I, yeah. I i think yeah we all agree that's kind of ideal especially if it density, is a great game that like density thing and how much like creativity is put in that that's why i like neon white so much because it was doing right that sort of thing that that i i think i agree with you on almost everything with cold of the lamb like it's just it's so because that that the genre that it's in of like this kind of like oh it's got like um, combat, roguelike, farm sim management type stuff. Though that those individual ingredients often are in games that I don't end up connecting with at all. Mm. And for whatever reason, this one's done in kind of a straightforward, like my first roguelike type of way, where sure. I actually mm. really uh, enjoyed that aspect of it. I've seen some people like sort of be bothered by the kind of relative linearity of it compared to games that are like this. But I really enjoyed that drive that the game has to, there's just a very clear little circle filling up above every door of like, here's how many more times you're doing this. Here's how many more of your people back home you've got to look after. Like it's really showing you what's up at all times. And then it's presenting that in such a kind of like, um, adorable and mm. and creative way that I enjoyed that. I'll quickly get out of the way saying that I played it on Switch and that version is the one to avoid if you can. Just because, like, do you want to hear... I'll take another vote. Do you want to hear my joke about how it runs <laughs> on the Switch? 
I'm going to say We've yes. We've both already heard it. <laughs> I'm going to yes. say yes this time. Okay, here we go. Thank you for voting, everybody. It's a fantastic thing to be a part of a democracy. Um, what is this? Oh, wait. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that like your version of a knock-knock joke? Yeah, what yeah, is yeah. This? Uh, what is it? I, I don't know. know. What is this? <laughs> what is this game? Uh, uh, the worst forklift driver at a mid-2000s DVD warehouse. Because there's a lot of slowing down and a whole bunch of hitch. That's my joke. Um, yes. Can I tell you, you told us a draft of this joke earlier in the week. Yeah. And I've I been think, working on it for a few days. It. I've, I've, I've only right. played four hours of this game. This is draft two. This joke. <laughs> okay. That was so good. You changed good. the joke to its detriment. You said uh, the original version was that there were a lot of crashes and a lot of hitches. Oh, and it has uh, crashed. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's also so de- it's the only thing cuz I I and the game is, you know, a lot of it is uh sort of action and dodgingy kind of combat. Mm. Well, it's all presented from a top-down perspective um and is like a, a, a lot of other sort of games of this type of, of, of It's very Hades, it's very Death Store. Right. And uh yeah, it's yeah. it's it's so frustrating because I really like it and then these these um technical problems happen on the switch but it, I, if you can play it on a pc that would be the place to go yeah i mean it it, it, yeah. it is weird that a, a yeah a 2d um yeah action game is is hitching up and crashing on a switch i was gonna i was gonna try and say it's the switch's fault given that you know it's the the, the hardware isn't fantastic but it doesn't seem like the game that like I, the kind of game that should be yeah, suffering for, for whatever reason. I don't know the technical ins and outs of this, um, but for whatever reason, Unity apparently doesn't work great on the Switch, and this is like made in oh. Unity. Okay, but I, I did see someone on Twitter. What is this? A uh, ask the developer warehouse in the mid two thousands because I don't understand what's <laughs> happening in there. <laughs> I did see someone on Twitter asking the developers uh, what this is just before the game had come out. Uh, what the frame rate on the Switch was. And they replied saying it's it's thirty, but we're you know we're hoping that we can patch it soon and get it up to sixty. So I I get the impression that they will be working yeah hard to yeah fix a lot of that stuff that you're talking about. Mm. But, um, it's that like that bloodstained yeah. game that came out quite a while ago. Now we had a similar thing where it started off being fucked and then got uh, fixed up on the switch. Like I think it just wasn't necessarily uh, making games is hard and it wasn't necessarily priority. But it's still it's still fine on the switch. It just it it's it's um a, a little bit frustrating. Uh, to to play it there. like the thirty frames thing doesn't really affect it, but hitching and crashing and stuff like that is it's annoying yeah. to like get hit in a fight because yeah. it just has skipped a second. Little yeah, so I'm yeah I'm playing on PC and yeah I had heard a little bit I'd seen this kind of in a what was it at first uh, revealed in it was maybe the Devolver showcase at E3 or something that like sense. that and it kind yeah. of. I it didn't really appeal to me when I first saw it. It looked a little bit kind of um, sort of happy tree friends, uh, and I couldn't really tell what the style of game was. And then, it genuinely, your glowing review of it on uh, Kotaku Ruby was what uh, put it on my radar. And yeah, I just have been fucking loving it. And I'm similar boat to you, Adam. Like these are two genres that I you don't I don't dislike I kind of enjoy them when I play them but I don't really last terribly long in either of them because I'm always kind of I'm left sort of wanting a bit more sort of drive and a bit more purpose in both of them like the sim they're kind of both sort of pretty endless genres and I kind of yeah I like more linear stuff mm. 
And uh, yeah, this by combining the two of them, it really it gives each of those elements like a bit more, yeah, a bit more impetus and a bit more drive because you're you're doing your runs to get better stuff in your cult, and then uh, yeah, you're making your cult better to make your your runs through the crusades better. And yeah, I mean, I I saw your review, Ruby, and then I looked into a bit more of it, and really the only negatives I could see people saying about it were like, no, oh, it's uh, you know, it's not really too much like a roguelite, and I was like. Yeah, I mean, I don't love roguelikes, so mm. this sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's I I'm up to the final boss. I've sunk so much time into it since starting it on wow, Friday. Wow, fucking hell! It's uh, you never played yeah, it's games really, this much. Really hooked me. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. I'm I'm loving everything about it. Like yeah, the presentation is so good, and even just the whole conceit of the of the cult and the things that you're doing is you know a coat of paint on these little systems and mechanics that are in you know nearly all of these types of games but the whole yeah conceit of it being a cult just really um really works for all those things like it gives it such like a nice organic feel like i sacrificed one of my uh followers to get a bit of extra life in a run and the person I sacrificed I was married to, so that got me more hearts. Like the, oh you know, God. just the things like that of like, oh, yeah, I mean, that person would be worth more in a set. You know, like all those little that? things that all, because I wanted the hearts. I'm a cult leader. Wow. I'm ruthless. No, you I'm none of us know I'm that killing when we None of us have done that. That was this the is, love of your life. This game is also a personality <laughs> test, and you failed, Tommy. <laughs> Guys, I just, I'm a bit fucked up because I lost my dad when I was young. I grew up in a bin. Um, <laughs> oh, did he fall into a, a, a yeah. lake of toxic liquid? And then an evil fat man raised me and then turned on me. And so, yeah, I'm just, I'm a bit warped. I have a, I have a twisted sense of what's right and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, Tommy, you're going to turn blue any day now. I, I've, I've just got a feeling. <laughs> Uh, J.K. Rowling will be mad if you turn blue. Um, I, I've been uh, like... I, I I agree with the initial thing of like that art style kind of not appealing to me either and seeming that happy tree friends type of thing. And then in, mm. in motion and in there and like the little animations that they have for, you know, all of the sort of maintenance-y things that you're doing around your cult and, and when you're sacrificing people, even just teleporting back and forth from places and the, the it all looks really good in motion and like yeah. that uh, style really clicks and works and doesn't, do that um, type of like cartoon violence thing that can be a bit like okay, it, mm. it like all kind of it it, it it comes together really well. You're right, Tommy. I'm surprised you were a bit uh, you know at arm's length with the style because uh, it reminds me a bit of Headlopper, the the graphic novel series that you and I are yeah. both a fan of, especially the designs of like the the architecture, you know, and the the symbology yep. and all that stuff is very it's not yeah, it's not happy tree friends. It's not even like adventure time. It is it's more it's its own thing. Um and I really like it a lot. I, I've sort of liked it since I first saw it. Um I'm probably the the the, the weakest on this game of the four of us. Uh mainly because I think I'm a big management sim fan. And, and I honestly wish that I didn't have to keep going off and fighting a bunch of like <laughs> I'm finding the combat quite quite easy quite quite simple so far like I don't think I've died yet I've been playing it for like two three hours um, tell you what or how play it on the switch those hitches <laughs> really add to the difficulty it's uh, yeah <laughs> I I'll think take it's out some it, of my really RAM. more satisfying <laughs> um, I have seen just on that I've seen a couple of people who are yeah real um, you know big fans of that genre kind of mention that the 
the default uh, setting that it starts you off on is perhaps a bit easier than okay. people who play a lot of those games might be used to. So I've okay. seen a couple of people say ratcheting it up to just, I think, hard. There's three difficulties, right? I think, I the think there's four. Maybe. third highest one yeah, is the one yes. that feels a bit... Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, is, the, is the one that feels a bit more... The one above the default is the one that feels a bit more in line with what you might be used to if you if you play uh, yeah, a lot of these kinds of games. And, like, I'm literally switching between it and Elden Ring, so I, that's probably my own fault. Uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I, I do... Fair I really, enough. <laughs> I do enjoy it. I, I wish that... There was a way to... It's funny that I feel like the combat is the busy work in this management sim yeah, slash right. combat game. But, like, I, I I love all the aspects of, like, yeah, getting new followers, customizing them, assigning them all their jobs and stuff, like, building stuff up. Um, uh, yeah, I love the presentation. The music, as you said, Ruby, is fantastic. Um, r- yeah, running like a dream on PC. I think I'll probably just... Maybe I will... Um, uh, uh, lift up the the difficulty one, um, because I'm still enjoying the combat, you know, sections to a, to a point, but mm. they feel a little bit simplistic, especially compared to Hades, which is I find is like very similar in terms of like that your ranged attack and you you know there's a lot of a lot of crossover there with the pure mechanics of the combat. It um it's it's not quite as good. Which it you know is fine because it's doing two different genres um, very well, and Hades was like you know a game of the year level game. Um, but I think I'll just have to put some more hours in. I, I do like it a lot, and I think yeah, it's it's a really creative and innovative way to combine two genres that uh, feels natural. It does feel natural as much as yeah. I, I just prefer one of them. It, it feels like a, a yeah a surprisingly good fit. And yeah, you know, like it's it's a locally made game. It's it, this is not a huge indie game. Uh, sorry, this is not a huge AAA game. It is an indie game. So, um, I uh, I think it's great. I think everyone should give it a crack and and support Australian developers. Yeah, because yeah. that that the without a particular preference for either half of the two sides of that loop that you're in for this, I found mm. it pretty satisfying the amount that it. Uh, set divides your time between them because you're going on right. these you know little combat missions and they're like seven minutes long and then you're mm. coming back for about the same amount of time to build a couple new bunk beds and then you're out again mm. and that <laughs> it, it was whipping you fast enough between each of the things that I found this really engaging compared to something like uh, like Dead Cells is the one I remember never being able to quite gel with as much as other people seem to because you're really repeating the same thing again and again and doing a run after a run after a run and and then (laughs) having yeah these two halves to this game really solves that problem for me yeah 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 it's 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 just got that thing where for me it's uh just every little thing that you're doing is like oh now you can now you've got enough stuff to go and yeah build that build that shed or you know now that you've got the shed you'll be able to have a better run through and have better weapons. Again, another thing I've seen people, a couple of people weren't so hot on was the fact that at the start of each little combat bit that you do, the, uh, the weapons that you get are completely random. Mm. I've seen some people not really. I love that. Yeah, me too. It makes it feel very like arcadey and just, because they are quite short runs. Like you don't have to be, you know, the thing that stresses me out about that style generally is that it's this kind (laughs) of, semi-endless thing where you know you're going and going and going and going yep. whereas mm. yeah sorry i cut you off ruby f- what were you saying no that's okay uh well that's a thing like i feel like with uh with cult of the lambs uh you know dungeon crawling aspect and, and roguelike i feel like it's almost like 
an introduction to them even. So, mm. you know, if, if you are already familiar with them, you, you know, you can go up to that harder difficulty. But, like, with with you know it in general i found it to be very much like you know you choose your difficulty but ultimately uh this is your intro to how roguelikes work which mm. yeah uh, i thought was really neat especially since like yeah the only one that i had really played was hades mm. um and i never finished hades because i am a piece of shit <laughs> uh and i didn't have the time mm. but uh you know it, it's it is similar in the aspect of of what genre it fits in but I feel like it's it's so much more of like a baby's first roguelike, which which but without being too easy, um, even mm. though some people do find it too easy. Uh, but what I liked about the weapons constantly changing, even though you know I didn't like some of the types of weapons, like be be they uh, you know poison, vampire, yada yada. I liked those, but but there were some that I didn't care for that I can't remember. But uh, I like that it almost forced you to like learn how to be good at all of them. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so then when you get to a point where you've got more types of weapons, uh, no matter which one you get, you're you understand like the range that you've got and the time that you've got and how quick it is and or how slow it is and and you have to kind of constantly be adjusting yourself, which I thought was really cool. It's similar yeah. to yeah, like the you do, Breath of um, the Wild kind of weapon breaking stuff that mm. makes you experiment with everything where I, I find it to be a little, I get uh, a bit more annoyed when, you know, there's some knife that you get early on that you use once and you're like, this is a shit knife. And then I'm like, well, why is it in there? This is a waste of time. And But <laughs> being forced like in Breath of the Wild or like in this to, to experiment with what is in the game is, is really fun and totally agree with that baby's first roguelike stuff because like i've tried to play a bunch in the past i've never done it and this one is the first one to propel me through and i'm hoping it'll be that kind of um dam breaking moment mm. where i can go to stuff like hades and enjoy it yeah yeah i mean the the um because often on the runs you will uh maybe halfway through or near the end you you often will get a bit where you find new weapons that you can replace the one that you've been given at the start mm. and there were a couple of them like the the hammer for example i had only gotten a couple times and really struggled with and i got it on one run and i was like oh god i can't wait until i find another set and i can swap this out and then by the time i got up to it i was like oh i've kind of figured this out now like this is kind of you know i've worked it out and it does a lot of damage like yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. I wasn't just having like a punishing run because I, yeah, had had the option of just completely tossing it to the side. Um, yeah, great game. Um, again, like it. Yeah, very similar to Death Store in a lot of ways mm. uh, in how the combat feels and also in the mm. fact that similar time last year and uh, just was not really on my radar at all until it came out. So just one of those, yeah, really nice surprises that was just like, yeah, I did not. I don't. I yeah. I, I think from what I had seen of it, it kind of looked to me like it was a weird little kind of social thing, like the screenshots of just all these little critters on the screen. I was like, <laughs> this looks like fucking Habbo Hotel. What is this? Like it looked like a <laughs> like an MMOE kind of thing. Or yeah, it looked sick. You know, it was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I didn't know it was a roguelike until I literally yeah like read the first review of it. Um, I thought it was just kind of yet yeah, more like a a, a Zelda-y, you know, like a classic a classic dungeon crawler. But um, I, I yeah, I like it. I, I I think it's fun 
uh, f- for playing it on normal, it's fun that you can just kind of like cream your way through a few sections and get back to that boss that you're up to, or you know, um, uh, yeah, I, I I do like that about it, and it it the combat feels incredibly natural if you have ever played any game like this before, which I yeah. think is a bonus, and and it just I don't know they've nailed the mechanics. It's it's really well made. I feel like in in every aspect. Mm. Um, yeah, one part it's, I it's guess a good we game. haven't really talked about as well as there's like kind of a fun little story going through as well. You're like being um, used by this kind of devil guy, this mm-hmm. c- creature, the one who waits, the one mm. who waits uh, is your boss. And you're, mm-hmm. you're going through and, and defeating his enemies and sort of learning more about their backstory together and stuff, which is yeah. uh, unravels in a nice yeah. and, and, and like the rest of this game, a way that just peppers it through with the right amount to drive you forward to the next thing. Hmm. Oh, and you unlock all these little areas on a map that you can go to that aren't oh, yeah. just your Oh, man, knuckle fucking your... whatever. What's knuckle dice? Yeah, knuckle bones. Knuckle bones. I've played yeah. so much yeah. fucking knuckle dice. There's a little, yeah, so there's a little shack that you go to where you, um, yeah, you play this little dice game and then you, uh, when you go on little combat runs again, you'll find new people, new people that are just hanging out in essentially a war zone. Just like, oh yeah, anyway, time for me to clear off out of here. I'll be at the shack if you feel like playing (laughs) some knuckle bones. It's like, why the fuck were you here? There's people getting massacred all around you. Um, but yeah, it's it's awesome. I, I I always love a little a little extra card game or mm. mini little thing tucked yeah. away in a game like this. And yeah, this is so it's a it's a really addictive little um little dice game where you yeah you're trying to match up. You got three little columns. And... You can, if you put a number with the same number that the other person has in the column, it deletes their number. If you've got two of the same number, it doubles that. And I think I would need to never gamble. In real life, because I'm <laughs> fucking this knuckle bones has really gotten me. Well, that's me. the thing. Like with with knuckle bones, uh, I, you know, you can almost draw a correlation to like the the roguelike aspect being baby's first roguelike to uh, knuckle bones being baby's first mini game. Because yeah. like when I started knuckle bones, I was shit at it, and I was yeah. I kept fucking losing because I had an idea of what I was supposed to do but then I just kept putting things in the wrong place and got fucked on and yeah. over time the more I played it the better at it I got so when I did unlock all the bad boys who wanted to play with me I was you know beating the shit out of them and it felt good I know I want to play smart. knuckle bones for real money <laughs> if you want to play Ruckle oh, yes. knuckle bones for real let's no. set up a ring don't um, do it <laughs> yeah that's, all of that that's I, really I, good. and it's not uh, That's sorry, a really good point about it, Ruby. I don't think we mean it as like a uh, an insult at all to say baby's first no. interview because it's like no. it's no no it no not feels at all. introductory because it's so well thought out and designed that like you are being led through it in a satisfying and not necessarily like um, handholdy way, but like in, right. a, in a directed way. It's a lot more uh, deliberate in what it's asking you to do next than a lot of these type of games, but in in a in a yeah, thoughtful and um, really it's, engaging and fun way. It's not condescending, but it is. Uh, it's like this is crazy, but it seems like their goal was to make their players have fun, <laughs> and that's why <laughs> crazy. you know it's yeah, yeah they crazy. they've taught you how to play this game and unleashed you on it, and and it's fucking fun to play, and uh, yeah, I, it's they've nailed it. I've had an absolute cult to- of a lamb. 
guess we have to end the episode there. <laughs> yeah. We better wrap it up. Uh, Ruby, thank you for yeah, thank you for bringing Cult of the Lamb to our attention and uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, people can read your writing over on Kotaku and uh, you've got your Instagram comics that you do that are great. Uh, is it? Yeah, at Comics I don't by Ruby? do as many of them anymore because I'm so busy with my full-time <laughs> job. Um, love my job. Yeah, you can find me at Kotaku Australia um, as well as on Comics by Ruby. Uh, and don't find my Facebook or my LinkedIn. Okay. They're not very good. Okay. I don't post. Look for our, we'll, um, we'll start a knuckle bones ring, though, for real money. <laughs> Very soon. Don't yeah. tell anyone in authority because I'm pretty sure real money's illegal to play for, but we're going to do it anyway. Nice. All right. Uh, yeah, thank you again for joining us, Ruby. And, uh, yeah, thanks, guys, for listening. Filthycasuals.com.au for all the stuff we've got going on. The Patreon. Get on there and get a bonus episode every uh, every week. Yes. Uh, we've also got the uh, YouTube stuff. We're currently playing through the quarry. Uh, new episodes of that going up every Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Wake, and uh, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time, and as we say, here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. If what he thought had happened had really happened... Kinterbor had ex- absorbed the evil of the Chaos Emeralds as well as the disgusting shape of the hard-boiled <laughs> egg. He would awaken as the vilest, most evil personality on the planet Earth, set to strike out at anything in path. Kinterbor, or shall we say, Robotnik, stirred. The disgusting shape of the hard-boiled egg. <laughs>